What's up, guys? This is Trey, and I am super excited about today's interview. As a matter of fact, I would love to have whoever listens to this podcast hit us in the DMs on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we will send you guys some stickers to rep on your um, on your Hydro Flasks, on your Yeti coolers, on your cars, wherever you want to put them. Uh, just send us a DM, and we'll send you a couple of different styles you might be interested in, and we're going to send them your way, guys. Mike Brasu, awesome, awesome dude. Can't say enough about the guy. He's a, he's a friendly dude and a real pro so definitely listen to this one i think you guys are going to really enjoy this and i wish him so much luck in the future can't wait to watch him even more on tv but without further ado here's our interview with mike brasu welcome to the all sports best podcast Turn up the volume, because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best. I'm Trey Gonzalez, and I'm very, very excited to have on an old friend, an old summer ball teammate, and a current successful major leaguer from the Tampa Bay Rays, a utility player, Mike Brasu. Mike, how's it going, man? Hey, Trey. All is well, man. Thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I got so many questions for you. I'm pumped up to ask you about them. Um, but first, I kind of want to tell uh, for the people back home listening how we actually met. We met on the West Virginia Miners. Dude, what went into you choosing that summer ball team for that specific summer? Um, Really, I, I don't think I had much of a choice in that selection. No. Uh, I rem- if I remember back in our college days, it was kind of um, – Kind of up to our head coach and maybe our top assistant on where they thought a best fit was for uh, their players at, you know, what time they were in their development and where they thought they needed to go and best suited for them. So they kind of just told me, yeah, you're going to West Virginia and uh, here's the contract. Um, If you want to play summer ball, if not, then you're not going to play summer ball. So, wow. Yeah. So it was given to you. You're like, here, this is what you got or not. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, there was a little bit given back and forth, but uh, yeah, it was pretty much recommended where we were going for interesting, sure. Interesting. Can you tell me a little bit about how Oakland University shaped you, and then of course how you picked Oakland University? Yeah, I think um, Oakland Oakland shaped uh, not only like the baseball player I am, but definitely definitely grounded me as a, as an individual as a whole. Um, I think the guys that I met through Oakland University shaped me more than anything else. When I uh, when I kind of step back and look at like uh, you know kind of the past a little bit, um, I got really lucky, man. I got a lot of guys that I met that kind of uh, had a lot of strengths in certain categories where I had weaknesses. So I had a lot of guys that kind of helped me out where they were good, where I was bad, um, hmm. and yeah, I kind of molded uh, molded myself through using that whole group really man uh, i felt where i needed to be where um, we were playing you know top competition during our spring trips every year um and you know you see these florida state guys these arizona state guys and how they're swinging how they how built they are yeah and, you know all that stuff so a combination of all that really man that's uh that's pretty much where i think um open helped me out a lot yeah i, I think we're kind of similar in the fact of our colleges we probably, you guys probably were the same way. You had like three different uniforms that we stuck to. You go to these big colleges, you see they've got a different uniform every single <laughs> night they play. They got, you know, all the perks, and you're just kind of like, hey, I like that underdog mentality. 
Yeah, absolutely. You were rocking the same black cleats all weekend, and they got three different cleats each game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think about the coincidence of you guys playing Oakland in the uh, wild card game, and then of course going to Oakland University? I know they're to- two totally different places. I feel like maybe you could explain the differences in in California and Michigan. <laughs> yeah. No. Definitely. Um. That is uh, not the first time that's been mistaken at all. Honestly, uh, when I debuted and when I went up to Oakland, I, I definitely had at least a couple of reporters that uh, maybe wanted to take that question back after they realized that it was not the same <laughs> Oakland. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, definitely ironic. Um, but yeah, like I said, a couple of reporters asked about it, uh, but then once they, they realized that the Oakland University that I went to is in Michigan, <laughs> Oakland Athletics is in California. They uh, they kind of put two and two together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell me about your undrafted journey. I saw on your Instagram kind of like a sneak peek of like where your mentality is, like what it was like to come up and things like that. You don't get a full story. It was a really cool video, by the way. But can you tell me a little bit about like what it took for you to decide, hey, I'm going to go after this. I don't care if I'm drafted or not. This is what my you know my path is going to be. Uh, yeah. Um, so, so when that, uh, that final draft day after my senior year, um, and that phone call didn't happen, um, really didn't have any idea where I was going to go, man. I, I, the last two years of college, I kind of put all my, uh, eggs in one basket with, with going pro. So that last day kind of was a bummer and was feeling really lost. Uh, luckily, uh, Thankfully, I got the phone call in less than 24 hours. I got a um, contract offered by the uh, the area scout for the race. Mm. Um, we met at uh, yeah, we met at dinner. Um, he offered me the contract, and basically, um, wasn't much, man. It was a thousand dollars and a uh, plane ticket and a small window of opportunity. Um, yeah. So yeah, basically, it was uh, uh, initially signed as. Uh, roster filler um, in the Gulf Coast League, which is a bunch of very young, um, either um, Latino players or high high school draft picks. Um, but yeah, definitely not any 22 uh, year old college baseball players. Oh, okay. So Sweet. yeah, and then once that, uh, yeah, and then I uh, think that I had a really good season. Um, got enough opportunities, and then the next spring training, I think. That's kind of where I started to open up some some eyes of uh, you know field coordinators and guys that have some say in the organization. See, and I might be wrong. I've heard a lot about things like the the developmental leagues that you said, like the Gulf. I think you said the Gulf Coast. Is that what you said? Yep. So, yep. like, were you facing dudes throwing a hundred miles an hour, not knowing where it's going, and and just crazy, like, kind of some scary abs? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think. I mean, if you go around a pole, you know minor league um minor league hitters i think the majority would say that the gulf coast league is the hardest league to hit in uh wow. it's really 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 good pitchers but and have electric stuff and throw crazy miles an hour but like you said some of them aren't as developed as they probably should be when you throw that hard and it's kind of scary sometimes for sure yeah. i mean there's there was that bad so i remember that um, you know, like some 17 year old kid is painting 98 outer black first pitch and then the next mm. pitch is behind me. So, um, 
you really never feel comfortable for sure. No, gosh, that's rough. Okay, so yeah. can you tell me, this one's going to kind of be out of the ordinary maybe, but what was the most bizarre thing you've seen in pro baseball in your time so far? I mean, there's been some some skeptical uh, baseball stadiums that have, that have uh, had the pleasure of playing in for sure. I don't know if that would be bizarre, but um, <laughs> I think some some of the minor league affiliates that I played in um, – were kind of bizarre in their own fashion, I guess. Uh, that's a good question, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the best I got for you, though. Yeah, no, I got you. No problem. Dude, so tell me about your debut. I mean, obviously, feelings running wild. I, I can't even imagine because I, re- I remember looking and watching your your interview post-game, and I can't even imagine how you answered questions. Like, I, if it was me, I'd be <laughs> like, sorry, I can't even talk. Right. I don't even know what my mind's doing. What was the feeling like, like, going into that game during and then after yeah it was um absolutely um absolutely mayhem man it was uh, a lot of people reaching out um congratulating me which is obviously it was fantastic to hear everybody um care enough to you know send a text out or a call or whatever but um yeah really it was uh so i got the call at like three in the morning Uh, i was on a bus ride from Scranton to uh, Scranton to Pawtucket. Um, bus pulled over. Manager announced it to everybody. Everybody was cheering. Wow! It was crazy. It was a crazy four four a.m. announcement. Um, <laughs> but then I got on a flight. Uh, was it like six hours later? I flew out at like nine a.m. out of Scranton Airport off to Oakland. Wow! Um, once I got there, it was. Yeah, it was really crazy. It was more interviews, more lights, more cameras than than I've ever been used to. Um, but really, it was it was kind of crazy. Um, again, like when I when I kind of take a step back and look at it, it was, it was all that craziness and mayhem and um, interviews and all that stuff was was I think more um, giving me more anxiety and more nervousness than the actual baseball part because mm-hmm. once I felt like I stepped in the box it was kind of just like alright now it's over now it's just back to the game so mm. wow so it's it's I mean yeah for like just the I guess the surface value the face value it looks like it's intimidating because you're facing major league pitchers you're in a big stadium but in all reality it comes down to the media yeah it's yeah. uh it's, uh, it's crazy man so it's, uh, it's a lot of cameras like I said but it's um you know, it was fun at the same time. I, I enjoyed telling people, you know, kind of my story and having asked certain questions about that and kind of letting people get to know me a little bit. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, yeah, overall really cool experience. Number 43, the jersey you wear in the MLB, does it mean anything to you? Were you given any options on that? You know, I wish I had a good story for you there, man, but uh, it was kind of just in my locker when I showed up to Oakland. And that I, is... I was in no position to ask any questions about that. <laughs> Dude, that is so cool, though. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was, I mean, not a bad number. I'll wear it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so how how long did it take for you to get verified on, on social media? And, and I, I noticed your Wikipedia page, it's, full, it's filled out. I mean, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I don't, I mean, I think 
it's pretty obvious if anybody ever searched my social media, I'm not very active in it. Um, mm. So I haven't really paid too much attention to that, but I, I, it didn't take long. I think uh, my agent kind of took care of all that stuff. So That's he, cool. he just sent it in. So yeah, it was, uh, it was that, uh, yeah, it was that easy, I guess. Who have been some of the coolest people you've been able to meet? Maybe some people that you looked up to or were big fans of, and then you like, they're right here in front of you. Yeah, I think um, I think I kind of did that every game I played, man. Uh, there's a lot of it really. I mean, it's kind of cool because you know, there's a lot of. I'm sure anybody you know watches baseball on TV, see the players talking to each other and you know on the bases or at first base or mm-hmm. you know catcher, hitter, talk, whatever it may be. But you know, when I'm when I was actually out there, I'm talking to these guys at second base or when I'm playing second base and they're on second base talking to them. And it's just like I was watching you on TV like five years ago playing Tigers or something like that when I was in Oakland. And it's just like it's it's kind of cool seeing those players that you know I watched, like I said, it's, it's all like, the way through college and through even the minor leagues, and now get to share the field with them. It's uh, it's pretty pretty surreal, dude. Mind blowing, insane. Yeah. <laughs> Who are the harshest fans? Like, I just, I have, from what you've been able to experience, who have been, like, just nonstop? Um, I, uh, I mean, tough to, tough to answer that uh, with anyone other than the Yankees. They're, uh, mm. they're, they're, it's a tough stadium to play in. Um, they definitely have very involved fans, and uh, they let you hear what they think, for sure. You had a few bombs, I believe six on the on in in the big leagues. Is that correct? I believe so. Yes. Do you remember every single one of them? I do, actually. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. The, I mean, six isn't a very high <laughs> number, but they were they were all definitely definitely memorable, just because um, you know it's just pretty cool hitting a home run in the big leagues. No <laughs> so kidding. I remember it. <laughs> No, but like, so which one would you consider to be like your most memorable or like your most exciting? Um, well, I think I, I think that's gotta be the first one, man. I think uh, it was my, it was my first game at home, actually at the at Tropicana Field. So um, you know, I was already anxious. I was already really excited to get out there, and then um, I think it was my second AB at uh, at the Trop. Um, you know, I, I poked one out to left center and. Uh, yeah, I think that was running around the base pass and hearing the horn go off in the trop and oh. seeing everybody in the dugout and the fans at home and everything. That was that was definitely my favorite one. Um, what kind of wood do you use, man? Like, what what is your preference? Do you have a couple different selections or do you stick to one? Uh, I, I used I used maple all year this year. Um, experimented a little bit with uh, birch in spring training. Um, I don't think I gave it enough time before I even went back to maple just because I felt more comfortable with maple. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I swing, uh, I swing Victus, um, Victus maple. Um, yeah, I'd probably sticking to it until it proves me wrong. Do you have any superstitions? Like, I mean, the wood, obviously, comfortability comes down to, I don't know, just how you feel and how it feels in your hand, but is there anything superstitious about either that or anything else? Um, yeah, I mean, are you asking more so about the bats? I mean, no, anything, anything you do, socks uh, or, you know, undershirts. 
Um, not too superstitious. No, I, um, uh, I did go through like a two month phase where I was, I was doing really well. And I thought it was because I was eating a Snickers before every game. <laughs> so I had, uh, I had a plentiful amount of, uh, Snicker bars in my locker for like two months. Um, but then I kind of went on a cold streak and then I blamed the Snickers. But other than that, <laughs> uh, no, no really superstitions. Yeah. The Snickers turned on you. Um, so when things like that happen, I actually love to hear stories on things like this. Do you just tell somebody like, Hey, I need Snickers in my locker. Is that cool? Can you guys get that? Or do you go to the grocery store and buy them yourself? Like, is there any perks that come with it? Uh, you know, usually, um, believe it or not, there's, uh, Snickers usually in the clubhouse, uh, cafeteria more times than that. Mm, okay. So I kind of luck out usually with that, but, um, to answer your question kind of further. Yeah. I mean, um, the clubbies are usually really good. Um, and if you need something specific, uh, they have no problem usually, um, running out and getting it for you. And, so. and, and they go get it for you and it's just kind of covered by the team. Uh, no, I mean, I, it, it's charged to you for sure. Oh, okay. Like if you need to get like, uh, you know, a certain candy bar or a certain drink or, you know, something that they don't have there that you really want, obviously you're going to have to you pay for it. And, um, you know, usually you would probably give the, the club a little bit of a tip as well too, for doing the, the service for you. Okay. Did you ever have to go through any kind of rookie, um initiation i've seen some where they wear you know a backpack they've got to bring the team their favorite candy or you know they've got to Mm -hmm. carry luggage or whatever it might be did you do any of that uh we i mean not uh not really to that extent so uh when when i debuted um uh there was an incident in the uh shower where they kind of just like dumped everything that they could possibly grab on on me in the shower and kind of just did that. That was just that's my day for you. Okay, it's almost congratulatory. Last, I mean, yeah, the last road trip actually we had um, we had rookie dress out of road trip and they uh, the vets of the team bought costumes, gave it to us, um, took our regular clothes out of our locker and made us wear it for the last road trip. That's around, cool. Like from the airport into the bus into the hotel and stuff. So other than that, that's about it. Have you been getting stopped? Do you get stopped in the airport? Do you get stopped on the street and stuff when you're hanging out with the team and people just always recognizing you guys or do the hats and, and just being able to kind of slide by as a normal, you know, bystander kind of work? Um, well, I think, uh, I think our, our transportation is really good where, um, you know, we, we're really not, uh, like we're really not around, um, too many people when we do travel it's uh we have our own you know airplane that we get on and then obviously the buses ride from the airport to the to the hotel but um there's usually people uh i guess at the hotel waiting for us because every away team i think stays at the same hotel mm-hmm. so uh teams know or you know fans know where where to go um but yeah no really other than that uh, i can't say i've been walking down any random street and just been stopped and said hey mike how you doing uh, it really hasn't happened yet okay okay just brace yourself man it's gonna happen for sure <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe one day um who do you look up to in terms of two different ways one at home maybe somebody you grew up with or looked up to 
and then two in the MLB as you came up? Um, I guess uh, um, when I was growing up, I mean, we had a, the high school I went to had a really good uh, baseball pro- program for. Um, I mean, multiple years. So there's a lot of really good talent that came through my high school. So I guess like I really, when I was in eighth grade, you know, I was looking up at the, you know, senior shortstop. And when I was a freshman, I was looking up to the the new senior shortstop and kind of, you know, stuff like that. Um, I never really had any, I mean, there's not too many big leaguers that come out of Northwest Indiana. So it's really not, uh, you know, any access for that. Sure. Um, but, uh, I mean, growing up or coming through the system in pro ball, I mean, there was, you know, a lot of dudes that, that played with me that kind of, um, I mean, it's kind of played with me through the different levels, like, uh, Nate Love, we pretty much follow each other through the whole system. And, um, you know, he's obviously really, really good and has that prospect status is going to be good for a long time. So. Um, you know, you, you kind of find players like that to kind of surround yourself with and, you know, kind of in a way look up to and, you know, see what they're doing right. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Um, so one of the things I've definitely noticed as I watch you play, as I've seen videos and watched you live, of course, uh, you play with a true passion. Like what what is it that drives you the most to continue to do? I mean, you know, somebody gets a walk off. You're the first one out there. You're you're ripping their jersey off i mean you're you're in it like you're i mean you're playing it quite frankly like like a kid you know you're just loving the game what drives you the most in this game yeah i think um when i get first got into pro ball i think i knew my window was really small so i think um, that kind of started the passion and realizing that you know i don't have really any room for error or mistake and you know i gotta play 100% 100% every day or it's probably not going to last very long. Um, <clears throat> so I think that kind of drove me through uh, the minor leagues at the same time, you know, the fact that like you've mentioned that I was that undrafted guy. So all these teams that I'm playing in the minor leagues, I know, you know, that affiliate didn't want me, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So that was, that was kind of two driving factors for sure. Um, I guess then once I got to the big leagues, um, I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me like separately, like one-on-one and saying, enjoy every second, you know, enjoy every second. You don't know how long it's going to last. Um, but like in, in a way of saying like, you're not going to be here long, but saying like, you know, these years are really short. Yeah. Um, enjoy every second of it. So I, I think that kind of played a really big role into like how I played in the big leagues, just knowing that, everyone thinks you know you gotta have passion for the game because you don't know how uh, how long the game is going to be there for you yeah so tell me as we talk about the passion and the fun you're having bat flip or no bat flip which side are you on (laughs) um i will say if i had to swing to to hold it for a bat flip i would definitely (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't go too extreme with it but I would definitely do it. Um, but the fact of the matter is I, I don't have that kind of swing. I kind of got like a little tilt uh, in my upper half, so I can't really balance it long enough to do any kind of flip. So I kind of just run. Okay, so I'm going to give you a scenario, and you're going to tell me whether or not it's bat flip worthy. You ready for this? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we're talking. Let's go back to the wild card. Let's go. Let's say that you guys two to two, bottom of the eighth. Um, you know, you still got some game to play, but you hit a two a two run bomb in this tight game. Um, the pitcher's been kind of looking at you funny, talking some trash. Bat flip or no bat flip? Right, it's a bat flip for sure. That's like, yeah, that's yeah, hundred percent scenario bat flip. Okay, next next scenario. Um, pitcher, not a problem. Maybe you knew him before. Um, and super close game, big time playoff game as well. Fans have been just hounding you all game long, talking about who knows what. Bat flip, no bat flip. But my guys on the mound. No, uh, you, I'm talking about like yeah, you know somebody on the mound that's you're fa- yeah, you're facing yeah. against. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. No bat flip, but slow jog. Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love All it. Right. Very good. Okay, so tell me, give me some tips. In Tampa, what's the best restaurant? Best restaurants. Um, wow, that's a good question. In Tampa, it really. There's so many good restaurants right on the uh, right on the water. There's uh, downtown St. Pete. There, I like. Uh, there's Italian joint that I really like, but so Italian that I forgot how to pronounce the name. Mm. Um, so that um, I'm gonna just go with the whole strip down by Tampa by the water. I okay. like that whole uh, the whole selection there. So we talked about before the interview started the nickname that you picked up in the minor leagues. You put on your player's jersey, Frenchie. Can you kind of explain to everybody kind of how that came about and why it stuck? Sure, yeah. So um, this this spring training was my first big league spring training, so I got to go on the major league side of camp. Um, and every morning we would have, um, you know, if you want to get in the cage before actual workout started, there would be a hitting coaches there and everything. So mm. I wanted to get some swings in usually before the day started. And uh, – our first base coach slash uh, assistant hitting coach, Ozzie Timmons, um, never really like knew how to greet me when I walked in the cage. He, he didn't know how to pronounce my last name very well. So um, instead of trying to figure it out every day and all that stuff, he just he realized it was French origin, and he just said Frenchie. Kind of t- told people about it, people heard about it, and kind of just stuck in spring <laughs> training. And, yeah, that's uh, ended up on a Players Weekend jersey. Did you get to keep your Players Weekend? Do you get to keep all your jerseys? Uh, I think uh, we kept uh, I did keep my Players Weekend, and um, I think I have a gray and our navy. You didn't I get to keep the white one. You didn't get to keep the, the throwback, like, Oh, uh, you rainbow? know what? I did, actually. I did. Now that you say that, I remember that being in the back. Yeah, I did. God, I love that jersey. So, did you get hooked up with the socks? Did you get all that, all the all the gear with it? Yeah, with the uniforms? Yeah, they, um, the club, yeah, the clubbies, um, you know, they do a really good job making sure whatever we need or feel comfortable in, they, uh, they get for us. So, tell me about your, you know, moving on. We we talked about your bat a little bit earlier. What was what's your glove selection and how old is your glove? Do you get a new one every year or do you do you kind of stick to the old the old school and and something that you feel is more of a classic? Uh no, actually I I do get a new one every year. Um okay. I have gotten 
the last uh, probably five or six years, I've gotten Rawlings. Um, I like the pro preferred leather there. So um kind of stuck with that. And um, yeah, lucky enough to, to be supported by Rawlings um, to hook me up with a few gloves. Just being a utility guy, because gloves aren't cheap. So uh, when you when you play four or five different positions, you need four or five different gloves. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to know Rawlings is there for you. So tell me when, like, going from shortstop to just everything that they could possibly want you to do, uh, became a thing. And was it was it asked was it asked of you first, or did they just kind of decide on it? I think it was um, more so when I was in the GCL, my first year in pro ball, where, uh, like I said earlier, I was kind of a filler, a roster filler. So mm -hmm. pretty much when they needed their, you know, one of their prospects or top money guys or you know, whatever it may be to have an off day. Um, you know, they would kind of just put me in that position. So I think that kind of helped me with showing some guys in the, in the organization, like, you know, he's, he's a pretty versatile guy. They can play all four into positions. And then, uh, obviously did that the first couple of years. And then they started thinking, well, maybe what about left field or right field? And then there was even a couple of weeks where they tossed me behind the plate and they kind of just, what? uh, yeah, they kind of just seeing where uh, where where it works, I guess. And you've gotten have you gotten you've gotten a pitch actually as well. Uh, I did, I did, yeah. I think <laughs> I have uh, I think I have like three appearances. I think I have four innings, three appearances. Yeah. Dang, that's pretty sweet. So, what which position do you, if they were to say, hey, I want you to play here, which position do you uh, love the most, and then which one do you dread the most? Um. I think I, I feel I feel comfortable at second base. I think uh, I, I think that position kind of fits my skill set the best, I guess. Okay. Um, and I really I, I I think I mean I don't really dread any position, but I guess I'm not the most comfortable in the outfield yet, just because it's so fairly new to me still. Mm -hmm. um, that maybe there is a. You know, a little bit of a second guess in the first step or something here and there. So I guess, yeah, when they put me out in right field, hopefully uh, I have more experience by that time. Yeah, I got you. Um, what yeah. are you working on the most in the off season? I think I'm just I'm, I'm working more on uh, speed and agility. I want to get a lot uh, better on first step reads. Um, just uh, in general, um, you know, getting from point A to point B faster um, without losing any, you know muscle mass or anything like that to kind of drive the ball but mm -hmm. um yeah there's just there's times where i kind of look back and think that i should have got a ground ball or you know i should have beat that uh infield single outside that extra first step so mm -hmm. i think that's kind of been that's going to be one of my focal points for sure um tell me what do you know where you stand right now with the rays do they tell you do you guys have an exit meeting saying hey man like you're on this team right now like you're on this team for the long haul or Hey, we're gonna reevaluate you, or you know, what do they tell you at the end of the season? Yeah, not much, really. Um, there's really, uh, I don't think there's really much talk like that as far as hey, you're here for the long haul. Um, I mean, there's definitely guys that they want to keep around for a long time, but um, I think the best way a team can say that is to offer a guy an extension. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, really, uh, I mean, I couldn't tell you. I mean, there's so much shuffling every day in this league that um, you really you really can't 
focus on, you know, what, uh, what we, what you think you stand in an organization. Cause it might not even be close to where it actually might be. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, it's really, it's kind of part of the job to kind of take that part of the job out of it, you know? Yeah. What is, what is your living situation? What was your living situation like during the season? Obviously, um, you kind of got pulled up. It wasn't at the very beginning of the season and you weren't really settled in to Tampa exactly. You know, do they pay for your hotel room? Do you, like, how does that living situation work? Um, it's kind of, uh, so when you first get called up, it, you get seven days in the team hotel. Uh, and it's covered covered by the team uh, to kind of get let you uh, get your feet wet a little bit. And then after those seven days is up, uh, then you're kind of on your own. Uh, for me, um, I went the Airbnb route, really. really? I was, uh, yeah, so I was backing up my car every three, or I guess it would be two series. So like every six, seven days, I'll pack up my car, uh, leave it all packed in the car while we're on the road, and then figure out a uh, Airbnb like two days before the road stand ended. And then, uh, yeah, stayed in that for the next home stand. Dang. So we did it all over again. No teammates were like, hey, man, you can stay over at my place. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, 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 we, uh, I usually split an Airbnb with uh, a couple guys. So uh, we kind of went in on it together. But a lot of guys actually had families, man, um, like wives, kids. Uh, so... I definitely was not going to intrude on any family time just because I know how much time we don't have at home. So anytime that they wanted to stay at home, they, uh, I thought they should have their family with them. That's fair. That's fair. When you're in the, yeah. when, when you're on the field watching your pitchers throw, you guys have some really fantastic, uh, uh, talent on the mound. What pitcher do you watch and go, wow, this guy's really good. Um, I don't know. Or me, maybe a couple of names. Um, yeah, I mean, our staff was absolutely disgusting the entire year. Uh, it was really, really, uh, really cool to play behind a lot of those guys. Um, but specifically, I, I remember playing second by uh, second base behind Charlie Morton, mm-hmm. and um, that guy is an absolute magician on the mound. And he makes that slider that he had move and makes. I mean. Yeah, he's got lefty swinging at sliders that literally go between his legs. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think he he really stood out to me this year. I mean, it was uh, yeah, it's really electric stuff. Tell me a little bit about travel. Um, what is the plane like? Are you guys on like this luxury plane we see on TV, or is it more commercialized that we you know most people don't know? Um, I mean, it's. Uh... I mean, it's a private plane for for sure, but it's, uh, I mean, it's not, uh, I don't think it's any luxurious TV type plane by any means. It's, uh, it's just all first class seats, um, but pretty spacious, but, um, yeah, it's nothing too crazy. Just make sure that we're all comfortable and, uh, you know, there's tons of food and snacks and beverages. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, I never had a bad plane ride. I'll tell you that. Okay. Tell me about like your side hobbies. Do you do you guys get to play golf or anything? Hang out with the boys and and do some cool stuff like that, or do you guys steer away from golf or anything else to not mess with your swing? Is 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 it always kind of focused on? Is this gonna mess with my baseball? No, there's there's tons of guys that golf actually. Um, 
you know, especially on off days, if, if guys know that we're going to be in, you know, Los Angeles for an off day and they're, they're making a tea time, you know, a week in advance for that off day. Um, wow. For me, I've never really gotten into golf, so I've never really, um, you know, had that as a hobby. But uh, really, I mean, really the only thing that I would do during my downtime on the road was um, trying to go explore all these new cities for a lot of times when we would travel to, you know, play Boston or, you know, Minnesota or Oakland, all these cities I've never been to. I just, you know, would take my downtime, like I said, and maybe, you know, rent a scooter or, you know, take a walk down Main Street or something, mm-hmm. kind of check that out. When you went to Toronto um, for the first time, or was was that your first time ever going to Canada or anything like that? Did you have a passport beforehand? Um, I did have a passport. I played in Australia one off season, ah, so I needed yeah. a passport. Yeah. So, um, but I think I went to like the Canadian side of Niagara Falls when I was like ten. Other than that, it was my first time in Canada. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Tell yeah. me where you guys do a crazy amount of hours, right? You're you're training, you're practicing, you're at the games, you're traveling. There's there's it's almost nonstop. How do you mm-hmm. find time to get the sleep in? What what are your what's your sleep like? Oh yeah, definitely um definitely sleep in, uh for sure. There's more um there's more brunches as a first meal than breakfasts, I guess <laughs> is the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, there's definitely late hours. Um, show up to the field at like for a seven o'clock game. Show up to the field at one thirty, two ish. Grab some lunch um, at the field. Do um, you know? Do what you gotta do as far as rehab or anything like that. Working out, get the body release for everything you need to do, and then yeah, BP rolls around. Game time seven. You're probably playing a three and a half hour game. Not getting back to the hotel till like eleven thirty ish, and then. You know, if you're playing in New York on a Tuesday night in front of 40,000 fans, you're not probably getting to bed anytime soon after that. Yeah. So you definitely have late hours and late mornings, for sure. Do you ever feel the need to, to grab some extra energy, an energy drink, coffee, anything like that? Yeah, I'm a big coffee guy. Um, okay. Coffee throughout the day. Um, you know, just a random glass here and there. And then... Um, I do, I do for sure drink uh, a little bit of Red Bull, about a half half uh, cup of Red Bull before the games, just a little energy boost. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Okay. Cool. So, all right, man. Well, hey, I super appreciate uh, you being on the show. I got I got two more things I want to to get out of you real quick, and then you'll be on your way. But first is, um, you know, the goals you have setting and going forward is you know is an all-star appearance on your list is a world series win on your obviously those are huge goals what is what are some of the ones that you want to check off next yeah i think um so i've always been like a like a short-term goal oriented guy so whether it be um you know break camp at this level and then if i do break camp at this level it'd be you know, a mid-season all-star or be promoted at this level, like something short-term. So I led all the way up into, obviously, you know, when I was in AAA, the goal was to be a big leaguer. Yeah. And now that that goal is achieved, I think um, the next goal for me is kind of to just be an established leaguer, a big leaguer, I'm sorry, um, established yeah. big leaguer. Um, you know, not a guy that's, um, 
you know, riding the train up and down from AAA to the show. Um, so yeah, kind of stick around a little bit. Uh, like I said, establish my name, uh, my abilities up here. And then once I feel like that's kind of the case, then sure, yeah, I would assume who wouldn't want to be an all-star, represent their team in the, the all-star game, and, you know, who knows from there. Yeah, for sure. So last question, do you have any advice you might want to give to any young athletes that might be listening in right now? I think the biggest advice I would have is, is get really good at your game. Um, I know that kind of sounds vague, but I, I mean, there's so many different ways that people are good in this game, whether it be speed, power, you know, uh, velocity, high velocity stuff on the mound or 88 with really good movement on the mound, whatever you're really good at, I think you should specialize in that and focus really on it and kind of develop that into your game to where, you know, you kind of make a team need you in that sense, whether it be I need a pinch runner in the postseason, this guy's really fast, is he really good at stealing bases, go steal bases, you know? Yeah. So I think it'd be my advice would be figure out what you're really good at, stick to it, and uh, make that a big part of your game. Absolutely. Mike, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. This interview was amazing. I'm just so pumped to have you. And uh, I wish you the very best of luck moving forward, man. Can't wait to watch you more on TV. Thanks, Trey. I had a blast doing it, man. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best Podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast. Oh,